Welcome to Real Life Mentoring, where we explore real life issues to help you make an authentic difference in the world. Hi, everyone. Chris and Christina here again. We're continuing this with this episode on how we experience God in our health. Yeah. And so, Christina, you've interviewed me um, recently about an experience I had mm-hmm. that was uh, caused a lot of fear, uncertainty. Trauma. Trauma. Yeah. So, <laughs> I want to talk to you about, when I say Branson, Missouri, <laughs> what comes to your mind? Because I know what comes to my mind. Yeah, I want to head for the hills. I don't ever want to go. And it, we, we love Branson. We just have had horrible experiences <laughs> in relation to health. Truly, and it's not a criticism. Right. Our experiences are just that. They're our experiences. Right. So we were in Branson mm-hmm. with your parents. Mm-hmm. Two of, two of our daughters were with us. Two this years is, ago. Not even two years ago at this point. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's that recent. That okay. trauma's so strong. Don't, <laughs> I blocked so, it out. Yeah, you, know, you blocked it out. So we go and our first, we were going to say two nights, and we did. But mm-hmm. within a few hours of being in Branson, mm-hmm. it's hot. It's humid. I mean, it is so extremely hot. You mm-hmm. feel weak anyway. Mm-hmm. And for different reasons, not enough um, water in you, different things like that. We're sitting at this outside restaurant, mm-hmm. and you're sitting across from me at the table. Uh-huh. Our whole family's around it. Yep. And you say, you know what? I'm not feeling very well. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know, drink some more water. And uh, But I could tell the look on your face. Something wasn't quite right. Mm-hmm. But you've battled... Um, um, Anemia? Well, yes, that before, but uh, migraines before. I thought sure. maybe it's some of that. Yeah. And then, next thing I know, you kind of you put your hand up. Uh, to brace your head, yeah. If I remember correctly, and then you look, and your eyes got kind of glassy. And next thing I know, your head hits the table. You were out, hmm. and my heart, you know, uh, almost stopped seeing that. <laughs> Our girls, uh, you know, teenagers, uh, early twenties, and a teenager. Mm-hmm. That I'll say that freaked them out. Sure. Your dad and mom, my sister and brother-in-law were with us. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh my goodness! And so, because you may not remember. You were, you were out. Yeah. So we were all run over there. We try to get water on your face, put a cool um, wrap around your neck. We're slapping you in the face, speaking to you uh, very loudly. And no, you no response. You're like a rag doll. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fear that was going through my mind. And I was also not only thinking about you, but our girls and then your dad and, and, and mom. And yeah, what are they thinking? And so uh, fortunately, there was a, a, a guy who's a nurse who was setting a table or two away, mm-hmm. and he jumped up and came over, and he had us lean you back in your chair. Mm-hmm. And I forget all that he was doing, but um, I forget. He was able to assess it that he didn't think it was your heart. Mm. and But obviously, there was a problem. 911 was called. They get there. They transport you into the hospital. And that's, that's where I can pick up the story that's where you that's, take it from there that's just where i remember so yeah it was hot and we had sat down and i was drinking water and i had been drinking water but yeah so i don't remember anything other than telling you i do not feel good and the next thing i know i remember whoever that man was the nurse um saying my name and i'm i'm trying to respond but i just can't and so what was happening, I don't remember anything. I just remember um, kind of coming to and realizing that I cannot move my body and I cannot talk. 
and I hear this man, but I can't respond to him. And I start to freak out and I just, I'm like, God, am I dying? Uh, backstory, my mom had a stroke at 38, ended up dying at 48. I'm thinking, oh, great. What is happening? Am I having a stroke? And instantly in my spirit, I hear the Holy voice or the Holy Spirit say, no, you're not dying. That's all I needed to know. But it was still scary. It's like, okay, if I'm not dying, God, if this is a stroke, you know, I'm just all this internal dialogue and I cannot speak. Um, so I remember being kind of fully coming to when they're wheeling me to the, um, ambulance and it was just the strangest feeling. I couldn't talk. Um, but I knew it was important to communicate to you, to just pray, get people praying. Our only defense is God. We need God to intervene. Is let me, let me interject something. It's interesting. When health is good, finances are good, there's either no family drama or less family drama, things like that, jobs going well, we can convince ourselves that life is about us. Yeah. We're independent and we're good to go. And then these things uh, get hindered. Yeah. A health scare like this, it is humbling. And we go, oh, God, I need you. Well, let's, let's paint the full picture. It was scary, but it was bad as well. Um, we, we thought you were having a, had had a stroke. Right. I couldn't talk. And then I remember when I was able to say words, I, <laughs> I just kept looking at you like, pray, pray. that's all I could say. You were like, I can't describe it. You could not get more than one or two words out. And it was so twisted, your the sounds of your words. Yeah. And just the look on your face. I mean, it, it caused me it caused great fear deep within me. And yet I was also trusting God in the middle of it. So they take us by, take me by ambulance to the Branson hospital. And just on a side note, I'm not going to be hateful or ugly. Don't ever go to the Branson ER, go to Springfield. (laughs) We had a wretched experience. Well, that could have changed. Yeah. That could have changed by now. Hopefully, hopefully our experience and some others that have, you know, addressed it, maybe it's changed. So I, I came in with stroke-like symptoms, was wheeled into this holding area where you then received me. Had you not been there, I guess I would have just sat there. You would have. You would have been in the in the waiting room. In this, oh. in the guys, it was in a, a wheelchair that had like a, a neck area to hold your head up because she couldn't even hold her head up. Yeah. And so I walked in, went to the desk. My wife was brought in. Next thing I know, right next to the desk where these metal doors that opened up and they push you out and they leave you there with me. Yeah. You would have been there sitting by yourself had I not gotten there. It was so bad that I was trying to communicate to you that I was having even difficulty breathing and nothing was happening. There was no immediacy. They didn't bring me back. Finally, you were like, listen, my wife, you know, and they brought me back for an EKG, um, But in the meantime, this is where we get to brag on God. Um, The word went out to people in our faith community to pray. And I honestly believe that God honored the prayers of those people because within about three hours, it was like somebody turned a light switch on. I was able to sit up on my own. I think at one point I got out of the, I was so tired. I got out of the the uh, wheelchair and laid down on this bench 
my speech came to. It was slower, but I was able to talk. And finally, after about three hours, I was like, Chris, let's get out of here. And later on, a friend of mine said, that's amazing that not even the medical community can get credit for healing you. God miraculously healed you. Truly, because when we arrived, we thought you had had a stroke and it did not look good. And for whatever reason, we could not get medical attention. No. In, I mean, you had been checked in technically, but could not get medical help there within. And I kept asking, <clears throat> and it's interesting as well, there were s- several people in the uh, emergency room, waiting room, patients yeah. needing to be seen. It's and, kind of funny, family actually. members. <laughs> there was a young man, God bless him, and I'm just, yeah, trusting our prayers for him have been answered. But he was a, a young man who was obviously a meth addict who had come into the ER. Because he had actually said that. We heard him say, right. I'm addicted to drugs. Right. And he he said, I've heard that if I check myself in at the ER, I can get some help with my addiction. He was out of it. But he came up to me saying, ma'am, are you okay? I mean, that's how bad it was. Yeah, he, he recognized that something's not right with this lady. And then for three hours later, the only explanation of what happened is that we were recipients of a grand miracle that was straight from the hands of God. Um, and because of my faith and ongoing relationship with God, I tend to look at situations and go, God, I know you're, you're here. I know you're at work here. What do you want me to do? Yeah. What do you, what do you not want me to do? And there were several people, other patients, mm-hmm. and I would look at them and I knew God said, okay, pray for them. Yeah. What, Cause they're, they're probably fearful too. Well, Again, this is just God, because I remember still kind of being out of it. And there was this one older woman who was just, remember, (laughs) it was a little bit humorous, but she kept making, she kept dry heaving. Okay. How disgusting. And I, but she couldn't help it. She couldn't help it. But I remember thinking to myself, is this how I go? (laughs) I'm dying (laughs) in ER with the sound of dry heaving in the background. Not really, because the Lord already promised me I wasn't dying, but and I kept trying to tell you, pray for her. Pray for her. <laughs> well, but I'm, I'm there with you, Christina. Yeah. And I'm holding your hand, trying to be a support to you. And in the background, you hear this woman <laughs> retching. I mean, guys, it was so intense. And uh, it's not as bad as it used to be, but I can have a weak stomach. And yeah, I yeah, start yeah. Oh, to... Oh, yeah. Make it all about you. Well, truly, <laughs> I thought I was going to throw up hearing uh, that. And then my wife, who is struggling, go pray for that lady. And so I went over there, and she's retching, and I said, my wife and I want to pray for you. I'm going to be praying for you. Who's your wife? That person over there in the fetal position. can't talk. Anyway, and I guess between retches, she said, thank you. And so sweet. And then later, I think she came over and said, we're praying for you too. It's like we were such a support system for one another. It was, I tell you that. God is at work in the middle of people's lives. All the time. All the time. All the time. I want to open my eyes up. I want to open my heart up and say, God, I'm in a tough situation right now. What are you doing? Right. Don't let me overlook what my purpose is in this situation. So anything else on that? Well, you may not be in Branson having stroke-like symptoms waiting in an ER, but maybe you're facing just 
as traumatic of an emotional crisis, relational crisis, whatever. The message here is, yes, God is still moving and acting on our behalf when we cry out to him. For me, it was my health. For you, it could be um, any other numbers of things. And we just want to encourage you that God cares. He's there. He's willing and eager. I believe he's eager to step in and do dramatic things. So we know he he sees us. <clears throat> and yeah. we know we experienced a miracle with your health that night, Christina. Yeah, we, we truly, truly did. We truly did. Um, but we also walked away, at least the girls and I did, maybe you did as well, with some residue, some some trauma that, whoo. Yeah. And you go, God, thank you mm-hmm. for being our father, for taking care of her. I mean, yeah. people die every day, and it's part of our journey. But uh, that was a life-changing moment for our family. Point of today, God is always working on our behalf. Today, it just happened to be another story about how we saw God encounter us in our health. So as always, we are so grateful that you've chosen to listen. You've got a lot of choices out there. So if you enjoy today or any other podcast that you happen to listen to that we've produced, leave us a review, download, subscribe. If you feel compelled to give financially to the production of this podcast, we would appreciate that as well. Just go to FahrenheitMentoring.org. So thank you once again. Thank you.